0: Happy, no, let me know. Yeah, let me Yeah, seems like street lights going happen to be just like moments. Hey, but just not there. All the street lights. Oh, man. Listen. Hey, 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 listen. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Five Mics. Husband, father, educator, writer MC. The microphone gives me wings. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's the I Did man her Podcast. You're here. You're lit. It's Friday. You know what I'm saying? If you're listening in the morning, afternoon, evening, around the campfire, (laughs) whatever you're listening, um, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. Make sure, as I always say, make sure you're rating, you're sharing. Very important that you're commenting. If you think it's whack, tell me. If you think it's awesome, tell me. Comment, you know, rate it on wherever you listen to it. Rate it, you know, love it, like it, put a star next to it, whatever. I really really appreciate that. You know, the past few weeks I've been starting off the episode like just with the song I'm feeling at the moment, you know, something that kind of, you know, just reflects the mood I'm in or the mood I'm going to be in as a result of the episode. And that street lights song always it was something about the repetition of that beat, you know? Uh that just that that, that constant present uh 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 uh, 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 uh street lights going happen to be just like moments passing like that 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 rhythm so i hop in the cabin it's like a uh it's a a mesmerizing pattern right and that song really makes me think about what i've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for a minute um And just kind of everything came together for me to talk about it this week Uh, i've been reading and actually had a chance to see recently uh one of my favorite artists not even art. oh yeah she's an artist but a researcher writer social worker uh, her name is brene brown um she has a book called braving the wilderness that i'm still reading um but i've seen i've read all of her other books um, I've watched countless videos online where she talks about many of the topics I talk about on here. And that I was just kind of talking about, you know, uh, not randomly, but just, you know, just because those are topics that are important to me. And as I dig a little deeper into Brene's work, a lot of our work, a lot of our conversations, the conversations I have in the podcast are aligned with things that she's been talking about for years you know, so that just let you know, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. Now I said that. You know, um, and so something that she's been talking a lot about. She's always mentioned it here and there, but I, it's a lot in her new book, uh, "Brave in the Wilderness," um, is about numbing, right? And so I want I want you to follow me where I'm going. This is a uh, this is um you know, a personal episode, you know, I've been, I wouldn't say criticized, but a few of my friends, people that know me, they'll hit me up and be like, yo, your episode sound like you were whining or, you know, your episode was like about you was selfish. And, you know, sometimes I shy away from that. I'm like, Oh, I don't want it to be like that. But, Yes and no. I mean, yeah. I mean, where do you think I'm pulling these thoughts from? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely about me. You know, these are definitely things that I talk about. Either I've experienced or I've seen seen people experience them. Um, But I think my best episodes are episodes where I can reflect genuinely on, um, you know, on some of the things that I go through directly. (laughs) You know, and my hope is, my genuine hope is that all the listeners, man, women, whatever, that you are able to hear something in my stories that make you feel something about whatever it is that you're going through and and be prayerful about getting through it or, you know, be prayerful that you haven't gone through it. You know whether it's good or bad depending, you know. So, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty cognizant and intentional about Like, I don't want to make this a dumping ground. This is not about Mike coming and dumping all his problems. But it is about, you know, as a man, you know, talking about the emotions, the issues, the perspectives that all men feel, right? All men, have, you know, all men feel but aren't socialized to express and our society really isn't socialized to hear and to do anything about it. And so when it comes to streetlights, you know, there was something about that beat. I used to run to that song. Like when I went out on a run, I used to play that song over and over on repeat. Repeat one, lights. And it was the constant nature of that bass that kept my feet going. And at times when I needed a pacer or if I needed some guidance, the line would take me where I needed to go. That's just how me and music work. That's how me and music operate. Like we have a reciprocal relationship. You know, music gives so much to me and I try to give it back in my energy or what have you. So, but that driving beat, there's nothing really unique about it. It's just kind of a, you know, it's a constant. And it made me think of, you know, the song title is Streetlights, right? And if you know, if you think about when you're driving in a car, driving in a neighborhood or driving on the highway, and you see the street lights, right? And you see they're there, they're lighting up the street. Like, you know, the time to notice the street light is when the street light is out. You know, when that light is out or when a string of lights are out, it's like, like stupid black on the highway or wherever you are, right? And so you realize that when it's not there, but it made me think of, you know, you're driving on a dark stormy night or a dark night, It could be clear as day outside, but it's nighttime. I said clear as day, but it's night. You understand. Um, But you're driving and the street lights are on. And sometimes as a driver, like you just get caught up in the patterns on the road and you're seeing the light. You're not even really paying attention to what's around. You don't know what landmarks are there. You don't know if there was a stop sign. You might have missed it. I don't know. But that's what the song reminded me of. Like you're just going through life and the street lights. You know, happen to be just like moments just passing in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand that lyric? The street lights glowing happen to be just like moments passing in front of me. So you see, like those lyrics, I'm telling you, Kanye's a genius. Y'all won't give him his props, but what he conveyed with the lyrics is one thing. It's talking about the repetition of life, but with the beat married to that lyric is just something that's magical about that tune uh juxtapose that (laughs) i'm smart uh juxtapose that to like the reading and the kind of listening i've been doing online to what what brene brown talks about is numbing right so we all numb from or towards things like we might numb You know, we don't want to experience certain pains or certain realities. So we eat right or so we smoke cigarettes or we drink or we have sex or we uh, on our phone on our phones or we're on video games or we rob people or we steal, you know, like there's things that aren't always the best things to do that we do naturally because it makes us feel good whatever reason however we're hardwired the things that we use to numb usually make us forget whatever reality or whatever pain that we're in but a line that a bar that Brene bar bernay brown dropped on me i'm gonna call her Brene bars because she be dropping mad bars a bar that she dropped on me was that you know as you're numbing yourself from the pain you're also numbing yourself from joy you're numbing yourself from experiencing any kind of real emotion because you're numbing yourself you know the way i see it play out in a lot of the lives of people around me is through social media and through tv like that's why there's such nonsense on tv because they just want us to veg out and numb out you know, on social media, there's all these ways to keep you, quote unquote, connected with, quote unquote, people through a device that keeps you separated. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it's all set up. Life is a setup. Anyhow, that's going to be the title of my book, Life is a Setup. So, I was thinking about me. I was thinking about, so what I want you to do right now is think about the times in your life that you've used this numbing process right to prevent you from feeling the pain you numb yourself by doing x y and z so i was like feeling as i was thinking about it like i don't really i don't do no numbing like uh-uh, i am about that numbing life numb life that's the title of that this episode i'm not about that numb life and so because i was thinking like you know i don't smoke i don't drink excessively i don't do drugs you know um when I work out, like I'm feeling it, like I'm working out for me, so I'm not working out to protect me from anything else or the numb. Maybe when I run, but even still, like running for me is spiritual. So I wouldn't say I'm a run. So this is me like judging numbing, even though like something about it said I need to talk about it. So I'm thinking like, what do I want to do? I, I you know I'm I'm balanced, you know, I'm psych background, like come on I'm counseling like chill with all that numbing I don't do no numbing because I'm smarter than that and I know but then I got to think a little deeper and it always makes me reflect when I tell people about my days and nights you know my busiest time of the day is between 5 a.m and 9 a.m and then again between 5 p.m and 9 p.m really like 4 p.m and 9 p.m those four hours in the morning, four hours at night, like there and all my parents understand those hours are just stupid. Like they don't even exist for me, you know? And I always feel that numbing voice in the back of my head. When I tell people what I do after work, you know, like when I tell people like, yeah, you know, I got to rush out this door. I got to leave this office by 4:38 to catch the 4:45 train, which is gonna get me Union Station about 5:10. The Mark train leaves at like 5:13, so if it's running late, I'm through. I get to my car. You know, I drive three miles, pick up the kids, take them home, get them fed you know bring them back out to some sort of practice whether it's taekwondo whether it's gymnastics whether it's soccer whether it's baseball so it's like you know i am numbing i'm not gonna say was because i'm still doing it as of 30 seconds ago i'm numbing by doing right i'm numbing by doing and so you know i'm doing it To mark things off the list. Like okay did that. Did that. Did that. Got it. Boom. With the hopes of all right, maybe later I'll be able to chill. Or maybe I'll have some free time. Or you know whatever it is. And it never happens. And I feel like as a result. The people that I love the most. Are becoming more and more distant. Because I think I'm numbing myself. From feeling the stress of always being. Um, on a time schedule, I think that's where my numbing comes from. like always being like, all right, what's next, what's next, what's next. But I think at the same time, it's also numbing me from my friends and numbing me for from, The energy that I need from other people, like I need physical touch. I need your pause. I need to talk to people, you know, outside of work. You know, I talk to people all day at work and I love it. And that's really been my salvation this past few months. But it's like outside of that, I don't talk to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I talk to y'all on this podcast. This is the most I talk outside of work for the whole week. That's not right, man is it i mean and then i start thinking about street lights i start thinking about the role of fathers and like how fathers get into this kind of rut you know of you know just doing and i don't even say fathers because we all know mothers probably experience it at a higher level but here's the difference and here's why i think it's even more I don't even know why it's more challenging for guys to go through this is because we weren't socialized to go through this we weren't socialized to you know not share with our or to to put everybody in the world in front of us and just do 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 we weren't socialized to do that like women were so whether it's right or wrong, I'm not even getting into the fact of whether it's right or wrong yet, like whether we should be socialized or thinking about that in that way. I'm just talking about the pure fact that we know it happens. Like we know that women are socialized to be caregivers, to put others before themselves. And, you know, just the whole process of, 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 of giving life and bringing life to the world. Like they are literally putting someone else uh, in, in front of themselves, you know what I'm saying. And so, as I think about, as I think about the process that I go through when numbing, you know, subconsciously, like I'm closing myself off from the people that I care about the most. And then I get salty when they close me off too. Like I ain't hearing from my like, I ain't calling him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's almost self-fulfilling like it's it's happening whether you want it to happen or not and that's the part that's like man i don't even it's tough it's tough and i know that's the life of a parent i know that's the life we signed up for i and i know that's the life that billions of parents trillions of parents have lived before me so never would I ever get on this microphone and say I'm the only one experiencing it but I'm the only one named Michael Andrews Jr. experiencing right now you know what I'm saying um and that's a little I don't know I don't know I I don't know what to even I just wanted to get that out because I wanted it to be acknowledged publicly that I'm doing this I don't like it. I don't want to do it. And like I need the connection from my family and friends. Like I, I talk about isolating myself or how I've become isolated. Like whether it's in my head or otherwise, it's real to me. And it feels very, very alone. And I'm thinking that that feeling is predicated dang I'm using a lot of big words today is that right that feeling is predicated by the numbing and just going about our routine like the routine nature of everything that we do is so loud to me like it's so I don't it it just glares like middle-aged parent you're in this routine. Nobody talks to one another. You go about your business. The kids do their thing. The parents do this thing. The parents go further and further apart. Next thing you know, mom hates dad. Dad hates mom. The kids leave the house. The parents are miserable. Like, you see, like, you can see what the trajectory of this numbing is because, like, you could just see it with any kind of foresight. So I shared this kind of testimony because I know, I know for a fact that there's a lot of guys going out there, go, you know, a lot of guys out here listening that are experiencing that same thing. And we feel like, especially the ones that are, you know, dads and proud husbands and out there with the kids that we think that we're, you know, we're doing it, holding it down for the wives who may also have demanding stuff going on we don't do it we're not going to complain and then so my thing is this it's not about complacency it's not about complaining it's not about it's not even about not doing your job and not doing the things that are causing you to numb it's not about that it's figuring out a healthy balance and figuring out how do you talk to other dads about it how do you talk to your wife about it because in my experience like women aren't okay a lot of people say I, I paint with the wide brush but in my experience women are not equipped to handle their man talking about experiences that they experience at a stronger level does that make sense like I don't know like let's say a wife married a football player right so you got a football wife and you got a football player who every week is a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman and he's out there giving up his body and you know just concussions and fractures and scrapes and bruises and cut you know and then you have a wife who took a spin class and comes back like oh my butt really hurts like those seats are crazy like imagine how you might think a man would act in that moment. I think that men are more equipped to be sympathetic or empathetic to the needs and desires and the um, the fears of vulnerable women. So women that are vulnerable in that moment, whether they're experiencing pain or confusion or worry. Then women are equipped to deal with men who may be dealing with that vulnerability issue or what have you um and that is so detrimental to healthy relationships so my advice i'm going to wrap it up because i said i was going to be quick today my advice is for guys is this one you have to acknowledge and you have to you know you have to do an assessment of yourself you know my job we talk a lot about landscape assessments and we talk about specifically with education and we work with family engagement you have to go out into the community to see like what's going on, how are parents showing up to school, like how do teachers you know, interact with parents and students and so my thing is, men, I believe that we have to do a, um, a landscape assessment for ourselves, you know whether it's through Myers-Briggs, whether it's through whatever it is, like we have to know like what makes us tick what makes us frustrated what makes us feel lonely what makes us feel vulnerable what makes us feel less than and we have to be so unafraid to speak to those things so that we can tell our partners our friends our aunts our moms like yo I need some help or I need some you know, I need just need someone to talk to or to somebody to process this with you know what i'm saying and a lot of us so when we say we suffer in silence it's not like we're suffering with broken bones and you know unequal pay you know we're not suffering with that we're suffering with an emotional and a mental capacity or baggage that men again wide brush painting with the wide brush men don't normally or oftentimes have the opportunity to talk about those things with other men so we go to our wives we go to our girls or what have you and you know caught up in their own thing and not able to really not think like oh man you might be going through something you know again you know i i hope that um anyhow so i i just wanted to um I just wanted to kind of put this PSA out there for the guys that are numbing. The guys that are out there just doing without being asked, without even really thinking either, like, just going from place to place. Blind. You ever been on your way to somewhere and, like, you're almost there, like, wait, was I supposed to come here first? Was I supposed to pick up these kids first? Ah, Let me go pick up these kids. You know what I'm saying? And and just how... uh, I don't want to. I don't want to elevate it to a dangerous level, but it, it does have an impact on your relationships, uh, at work, at home, um, with your kids, with whatever organizations you are in. Um, you know, it it makes a difference, and I and I encourage all of you to do a landscape assessment and see what it is that you might be doing that's numbing. With all that said, I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. It's uh, the Idea Manhood podcast, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. I'll holla at y'all later. Peace.